On my way to the church this morning, I heard the news again. I'd already heard it. So it was yesterday that a gunman picks up a gun, starts shooting in Allen, Texas. Takes the life of, I believe, eight people, several more in the hospital. That's right over there where these folks live. I've actually been to that mall where that happened. And I was just thinking right down the road this morning, life is so brief. You just never know. And I, I thought about this being graduation Sunday, and this has been on my mind anyway for the last two or three days, a scripture that is very familiar to all of us. And I don't have any notes today. I don't need any notes today. I just want to speak in the heart for just a very short few minutes this morning. But life, what is life? Let me give you the definition by what James said in his writing in chapter 4, and verse 13, 14, 15. I hope that's a jet, not thunder. James said, Go to now, ye that say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such a city. And continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. Whereas, everybody say this with me, whereas. Here's what he said. Ye know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? What is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. And he said for that. In other words, because of that reason, you ought to say, if the Lord will, we should live and do this or do that. What is your life? I don't want just to speak to graduates today. I want to speak to every one of us for a few minutes because life is so fragile. You only get one shot at it. I was thinking last night, just my mind whirling, and I thought, boy, it would be great if we could be like the cat, have nine lives. You know, that's, that's what we say. The cat has nine lives. Well, that's probably not true either. But it'd be wonderful if we just had two because in the first one, we learn so much. We learn, we learn. I, I spoke about raising kids to someone just not long ago, and I said, you know, the, the thing about raising kids is you have kids when you're young and, uh, and you hadn't got sense to raise them. And then by the time you get old and you got sense to raise them, you, you, you're too old to have kids. So life, life is, is so fragile and life is so, it's so meaningful. It's, it's a one-shot ordeal. You don't get a second pass. You get one trip through life, and whatever you do with it is strictly up to you. I can't live your life, and you can't live my life. I will tell you this morning if I could go back and do some things over in my life, there's a lot of things I'd like to a redo on. I'd like to punch the, the, the redo button and go back. But those things are gone. I, I laughed at Jay this morning. He, he, he said something to me, and, 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 and we laughed. And he said, I really didn't mean to say that. I, I knew when that came out of my mouth, you were going to jump all over that. What he really said was, you're looking good. And I said, well, I've never had any problem with that. And he said, I knew that when I said that. You was going to come back with that. I said, well, it's forever out of there. You can't fix that. 
That's already done. How many of you in this room would like to go back and redo some things in your life? You'd just like to recalculate the moment and say, you know what, I could do that better. I could do that more effectively if I could do that all over again. There's not one in this building that would not want to go back raising your kids, living your life, performance on your job, how you serve God. There's so many regrets. But here's what I do know. Life as you know it today is you are breathing God's good air. You are walking on God's green earth. He has given you breath to live another day. So here's what I'd like to portray to you on this Sunday morning. It doesn't matter what's behind you now. Because of a forgiving God of grace and mercy, he will forgive you, he will help you, he will get you over that past. He will, he will look beyond that and cover it with blood if you will let him today. But today is the first day of the rest of your life. What you do from this moment forward, graduates, whatever you've been in grade school and kindergarten and junior high and now high school or whatever you've been in college, all of that is good and all of your goals that have been attained are wonderful. But welcome to the real world because I'm telling you life begins now. Life starts all afresh and anew. I would really, I'm just, I'm just being sincere when I say this. I am so glad that I don't have to, and, and this is no reflection on you that have young children or babies. I'm glad it's you. I'm so glad I don't have to raise my kids all over again because this world is a challenge. This world is in a mess. This world is going, pardon me, to hell in a handbasket. And we are in trouble in this world. But oh, if we could take our life and put it in the hands of God and say, Lord, our life is dependent upon you. I was just, I was just, wondering this morning, I thought to myself, you know what? I don't know what day I'm going to walk into a store, what day I'm going to walk into a crowd, what day... I even thought about this church. Are you aware that people are now walking into churches with machine guns and our AR-15s or whatever you want and start shooting and killing parishioners in a church and shooting at the pastor? We're living in a crazy world, but my life today is in the hands of God. My life today is dependent upon God. What is your life what is your life today? Here's what James said. It's like a vapor. It's here and then it's gone. If you don't know what that is, go home today, get you a pot full of water and set it on your stove and turn it on high and it won't be long before that water starts to boil. And when it starts to boil, you'll see something coming out of that pot that's called vapor. And you know what? You can only see it for a second because it's there and then it's out of there. You can't see it anymore. You don't even know where. That's what James said life is like because when it comes out of that pot, there it is. 
But you say, oh, well, it's going to be around. No, it's going to be gone before you can blink your eye. It's going to be gone in an instant. This is why Job said, he said, life is swifter than a weaver's shuttle. It's, it's so quick. It's, you say, well, it's granted to us his three score and ten years. That's what the Bible said. And if by reason of strength you get more time. Oh, thank God for that. Look, I hope that's so. I hope I have my mother's genes. She's 90, she'll be 91 years old next week. She's not ashamed of that. She's pretty proud of that. I hope I live that long. But what if I don't? What if I don't? Here's what I'm telling you today. One writer said in the book of God, he said, your life is like water spilt on the ground. It's like, well, I'll tell you what you do. You go home today, you take you a glass of water, you go out in your backyard, and you just pour it on the ground. You know what he said? It can't be gathered up again. Once it's gone, it's gone. Ladies and gentlemen, on graduation Sunday, I want to tell you that your life is valuable. It's the only one you have. It's the only one you will ever have. It's the only one you can fix. It's the only one you can live. I'd love to live life for other people, but I can't. I'm living life for me. And at the end of life is eternity. And so we better understand how valuable our life is on Sunday morning. Can you agree with me today? So what matters most? Kiddos, let me tell you, I'm proud of you. I want you to get the best degree you can get, and I want you to pay tithes when you get a job. I, that didn't cost you. That was just thrown in. But listen to me. Your degree is important. Your diploma is important. Everything you've done up till now is not for naught. It's for life. It's to make you a better person. It's to make you a great citizen. But could I tell you now, the wolves are coming. Life is fixing to get real, especially for you four. And you four, or you five, you're going to a place now where no teacher's going to make you get your homework. They're not going to write you up. It's up to you, baby. You either make it or you don't, and they could care less. It's all in your court. So that's real life. But when you get out of there, then it's jobs. And kids and grandkids, take it from me, I know. And the older you get, the more you look over your shoulder and you say, what have I done with my life? Where has life gone so quickly? So I'm telling you on this Sunday morning, when that question is asked in the book of James, what is your life? You need to make it to where you can say, I'll tell you what my life is. My life is in him. My life is a part of what he is. My life is in the hands of a living God today. My life is going to be lived pleasing to the Lord today. I'm not out to please my flesh because if you walk after the flesh, you're going to die. But if you walk after the Spirit, you're going to have life. And not only that, he said he would give you more than life. He will give you abundant life. Life doesn't have to be miserable. Life doesn't have to be boring. Life can 
can be exciting, living for God, walking for God, getting up every day knowing that you're in the hand of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I don't know about you, but if that question is asked me today, I want it to be said, my life is in him. My life is what he wants it to be. I want to serve the Lord all the days of my life. That's my sermon to you on graduation Sunday, but it's not just to the graduates. It's to people in this building. Perhaps you've wasted many years, and you've wasted your life. Sister Doris, would you get up and head out that door? Eric, would you get up and head out this door right here and follow this lady? She's going to show you where to go. Eric Jones is getting baptized this morning, and Chase is going to baptize him. Amen? We... we We're just doing life here. This is what we do here. He called me this week. He said, do I need to wait on one of those days where you baptize everybody? I said, no, sir. We need to get you baptized Sunday. He said, I know that's a special day. I said, yeah, it's a special day when people go down in the name of Jesus Christ in baptism. So we're going to baptize another one. That's 27 in the last six weeks, 27 people baptized in Jesus' name. Somebody holler hallelujah. Come on now. So this is what it is all about. Life here, now, gone quickly. Don't waste it. Don't waste it. Don't waste it. Don't live recklessly. Don't live as if it's going to last forever. Because here's the deal. You don't know, and I don't. There's people that get in their vehicles every day that are intending to live life for the next 20, 30, 40 years that never make it back home. It happens daily. And now we're living in such dangerous times till anything can happen anywhere. It's almost weekly now. It's almost weekly now. You read about some crazy fool that tries to take out a bunch of people. It's the demonic spirits of hell that have a hold of our world. you, You believe what you want to. It's not the guns. It's the demons of hell. It's spirits that get a hold of people. It's demonic spirits. Somebody has to be sick to go into a school and start shooting kids. Somebody has to be sick And that's never going to change. That's never going to change. Mark down what I'm telling you. That's never going to change because the deeper we get into life, because, you know, now, and I I won't go into all this. I could, but, but we just need somebody in leadership to stand up and say, here's what's wrong. We took prayer out of our schools. We took the Ten Commandments out of our schools. We made it where you can't correct a kid anymore without the fear of going to jail. This didn't start yesterday. It started before many of you ever discovered America. It started way back when. I remember. I remember when they said no more prayer in schools. I remember when they took the Bible out. And now they are pushing agendas that are weird and wrong and deadly and sinful on our kids. And so their lives are being affected. So we've listened 
to the TVs and the radios and whatever else we listen to, the newspapers, the magazines, and we've watched it all transpire until we'll almost just take it in stride. Oh, well, you know. I want to tell you some of the greatest news that I've heard, and I've said it. If you disagree with me, then you're wrong. But the greatest news I've heard is that Bud Light lost $6 billion. The greatest news I've heard. Say, you're praying for that business to go down. Why not? If you're a Christian, you ought to be praying that way. But when they started pushing a transgender idea upon America, thank God for some good old rednecks that said, we ain't drinking your beer no more. Now, the church don't drink any beer. You do know that. We ain't a fan of none of it. But I'm just glad today that somebody stood up. What would happen in America if we could just turn America around? Our lives would be different. I could read you and talk to you about a lot of things. I've lived, and I'll be in in a couple of weeks, I'll be 70 years old. But I've lived to watch us go from leaving our doors open at night, not locking our doors to our vehicles when we got out to go in the mall. Kids playing on the street till after dark, till my dad had that famous whistle. He could whistle louder than anybody I'd ever seen. I could be two blocks away, and when I heard that, I'd, I'd come running. knew it was time to go in. We've lived from the time of families being happy and kids being raised right, where it was still a shame to do some things in life, but now hardly anything is a shame. I've lived to see the day that America has transpired into what I never thought it would be, and maybe I'm dating myself. But here's what I will tell you. None of it has been for the better. It's all been for the detriment of our society and for the world we live in. We need Jesus, and we need him bad, and we need life to become like it used to be. And if you don't believe that, go study history. What is your life? I'll tell you what it ought to be. It ought to be today in the hands of God. Stand with me if you will.